Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and that means it is Tuesday, and time for the Art of the CEO Radio Show. And this is the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. How do you do? I'm your host, Bart Jackson, and whether you are purveying exotic autos to the Ferrari setup in Hopewell or you're trying to escape the Q farm of the New Jersey Symphony Administration Hall, we're here to bring you sage counsel from business masters and to help you uh, in your career in business. Today's episode is entitled, How Boardroom Diversity Benefits Everyone. We'll discuss the way in which uh, a board of diverse minds and experience really can take a company forward and how the CEO can help shape the work uh, of a board with varied talents and careers. And joining us today, we are very privileged to have as guest Ms. Genevia G. Fulbright, President and COO of Fulbright and Fulbright CPA. She's a major contributing authority to Prometheus Publishing's book, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. And Geneva has also done two books on her own. One is Make the Leap, uh, From Corporate Worker to Entrepreneur. Oh, there's one. Uh, and I love this, this title, Make the Leap from Mom and Pop to good enough to sell. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, she is in, she's also served on multiple corporate boards, including that of the M&F Bank Corp, Inc., at the tender age of, yes, 31. She's an amazing lady and a very sharp businesswoman, and we will uh, introduce her in a minute. But before we delve into today's rich feast of wit and wisdom, let me take a few moments to supply everybody out there with a few utensils for our feast. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you, individuals sharing my voice, that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. That's the most important corporate body in your life. Will you today look at your to-do list and schedule your time, thoughts, and emotions accordingly? Or will you look at this day as a windfall from the gods and sculpt it as you see fit? The choice is truly yours. Secondly, the second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips. Yes. And here we go. Here we go. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here's one. I love this. This is number 62 and it is our project manager speaks as if there were a prize for the longest sentence and largest words used in a meeting (laughs) as a bit of an afterthought may i add that the only prizes are the profits generated generated by the most convincing communication so why not turn off the jargon faucet and labor to impress folks with your cogent concepts rather than your exacerbated identity (laughs) and finally the third utensil uh, perhaps we'll call it the sausage fork. We will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email uh, you, you, who you think the author is to be. Simply write down the quotation as best as you remember it. Write the, the author's name uh, and send that to info at bartsbooks.com, I-N-F-O, at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're right, we'll announce your name on the air. Uh, 
Last week's uh, quote uh, was, uh, was said by the individual who, in summing up his company's view of its customers, said, The public be damned! That was the 19th century railroad magnate William Henry Vanderbilt, son of Cornelius Vanderbilt, who started the whole family transportation fortune by borrowing $100 from his mother. Uh, We'll talk about that later sometime. But now let us dig into today's feast and allow me to introduce to you board member and expert in both uh, the boardroom and corporate accounting, Ms. Genevia G. Fulbright. Genevia, how are you doing today? I'm doing just great, Bart. Good to be here. Uh, oh, that's great. That's great. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, I tell you, uh, the M&F Bank wasn't your first board position, however. You actually began at the uh, very advanced age of 19 on your first board. Is that right? <laughs> that is correct. I was on a nonprofit board. And, um, uh-huh. I, started I, out, I served as a treasurer as well. Boy, that's so, ladies and gentlemen. Here we have a true expert, a member of the National Association of Corporate Directors. So, Geneva, I was wondering. There's a lot of people out there who'd like to take their shot at a board seat. Could you give us three, just one or two, uh, or three solid things that boards, as you said, are looking for in candidates? What What are a couple of things that you think? I think what they're looking for mainly are individuals who know how to how to run a successful organization. That's that would be key. I would think number one is someone who knows how to run a successful organization, or who has served and pretty much they're looking at executives in executive capacity has been able to make decisions. Um, someone who could be a counsel to the CEO. And I guess the way uh, I like to look at a board, okay. yeah, is that I like to describe it as really a, a, a wonderful way to engage in a corporation without really being responsible for the day-to-day operations. Because the job, really, of a director is to protect the overall well-being of the organization and hire a competent CEO. So your job is not to run the organization, but basically protecting grow the assets for the shareholder. And that's the way I like to look at it. Well, my, now, my wife says that my, our corporation doesn't have uh, a competent CEO. It only has me. So, uh, <laughs> But then again, I think every spouse has that. So, anyway, uh, so if I want to be on a board, are, are there a couple, uh, just uh, let's say I'm a, a, an entering-level executive or a mid-level executive, what are one of the one or two of the things, uh, not an entre- not an entrepreneur, not, not an owner, but uh, an executive. What are a couple of things you think I should do to make myself attractive as a potential candidate? I would say one is try to network with those who. I guess first, first of all, identify some companies that you might have an interest in serving on the board. First of all. Uh-huh. And then from right, there, right. Okay. identify, yeah, identify sort of network with some individuals who have um, some influence with the nominations committee. Cause basically, with most boards, yeah. it's the nominations committee that's going to submit your name, and you can have other directors that are serving, on, you know, on the board. But it's good to sort of get, you know, some attention from the by, individuals by that, that are on the nominations committee. committee. That is correct. 
Thank I you think that's that. a good idea. And by the way, may I say that when anyone is networking, I have my favorite saying, do not cross the threshold of any meeting with the idea that you're going to network. That makes you that March was a taker. Met with the, come across that threshold with the idea that you want to meet new and interesting people, and things will fall into place. It's just much better. Now, I know that uh, we, I think all of us know that, that boards exist to provide overall governance to make sure the company meets its goals and to give them the funding to meet those goals and so forth. But uh, could you give us a sort of a, uh, a brief version of what boards do, of, of what a board of directors does for a company? Well, what a board of directors does, they meet, meet regularly, first of all, and you have basically committees that are set up, whether it's nominations, governance, audit committee, um, you know, it depends on if, you know, if the financial institution, they'll have additional committees and even personnel. I served as personnel chair of, of a bank board um, in the past, right. and the purpose of the board is to come up with policies and assist with procedures um, and work with the CEO in, you know, getting updates, um, providing vision, um, helping with the strategic plan oh, like so that, that the providing company vision. It's can be true. run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really what I the purpose is. I think the idea of, of, that, of that overall... Of, of that of taking the overview and the policies which are which really set the vision into place and get that the proper process going i, I that's that's very well put um Gina, now um you're uh, by the way do the board do the boards you're uh, that you work on do they always do that or do they spend their time in proxy fights <laughs> well, I've I've not served on the on the board that that spends a lot of time on proxy fights, so okay. I, I've That's not had that. Yeah, yeah. I want everyone to notice that. See, that is not television and movies. Have you believing that all it is is a bunch of a posse of aging duffers, each one vying for for their share in the spotlight and, and uh, stock options? No, that is not so. No, you hear it from not. the expert right here from Genevia. So there you go, Genevia. Uh, <laughs> oh, life goes, goes strangely. Uh, so, Genevia, uh, you're saying that, that, that you've got a real group of advisors here in this company, the board. They're a real resource for the CEO. Okay, I, I, I get that. And, uh, and of course, you want to then give this resource uh, as broad a scope as possible. And so you want diversity. But my question to you is, what's good diversity versus just window dressing diversity. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be very, very blunt with you, I hope you don't mind, but I can imagine that having a, uh, a beautiful black woman in the annual report says a lot of, you know, is, is very nice window dressing. Uh, but what is the kind, of the, and that's, and that's uh, is that better than having a white male who studied Chinese markets when you want to move into China? Uh, you see what I'm getting? What is what is what do you mean by good diversity in a board? What I, what I mean by good diversity is you have to first of all, every board needs to go through a review every year and determine, you know, what skill sets are around the table. That's extremely oh, right, important. Right, right. So whether or not they're 
Most definitely, most definitely. And and you have to have peer review. So you want to look and see what skill sets and you want to have representation on the boards for the type of clientele that you seek. So for example, if you need to go to China and um you know, open up the markets there, you want someone skilled who understands that market who has opened up organizations or led organizations or been executive in organizations in China, for example. Um, if you want to, you know, open some markets in, in urban markets, you look at someone who's had experience. We're not talking necessarily right. race particularly. We're talking about skill sets, and we don't need everyone around the table who all graduated from the same college, for example. You know, buddies that right, have been right. knowing each other for the past 10 or 20 years, we need <laughs> to have some different thoughts around the table and different experiences. Um, for example, I'm I'm someone who worked with entrepreneurs. I know the entrepreneur market. I know the CPA market. Right, if you're trying right, to market uh-huh. towards those two segments, I, I could probably tell you, I could save you a sure. whole lot of time and money, and that's the way that I like to look at it is that, you want to All right, so I think that's board. a very good point. We want someone whose mentorship, whose guidance within a certain area of, of goals that we're trying to achieve has a solid, accountable voice that's going to give us the shortcuts, smooth our operate, direct our operations, and uh, save and make us some money. That's, I, I, you got it. Okay, I think I, I see where yeah. you're headed. Um, and open up your one mind. One of the things I, I know that you've cited that the yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, you have yourself, I I know, I've I've heard you cite some of the futurist observations that our population demographics in in the U.S. are changing rapidly. And so as we become more, I guess I should say, international at home, and at the same time, global trade conditions are easing substantially, so, so reaching out abroad is easier. What does this mean for the CEO, and, and how should he be, uh, and how should he and the board? How do we need to structure our boards to, to fit that? Well, again, you want to have individuals on the board who have experiences with with other countries, mm-hmm. um, and experiences right. and connections with individuals from those other countries here in the states. So, if you're right. You know, thinking about going overseas, you know, you want to have some individuals who have contacts here as well as overseas. So you want to look at, again, you know, which markets are you trying to serve and what's the demographics of your your clientele. It doesn't always come back to markets and the customer. You know, they're the ones that Mm -hmm. were were out there to to take care of. And uh, that's, that's, those are the guys who pay our salaries when you come right down to it. No business. It's, it, it's it's the market for customers. Uh, Geneva, uh, could you tell the folks out there how uh, – now, I know that Fulbright and Fulbright does a lot more than just accounting. You guide people on how to handle their money, and you guide businesses on how to handle their money. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is a woman you really do need to know if if you are the, the entrepreneur and you're seeking to put your business forward and you – really are not, unless you're an expert in, in managing money, and you probably aren't, uh, you need someone like Geneva very much. Geneva, how can people take advantage of your expertise? Uh, what's what's the best way to contact you? Oh, the best way is to start off by, one, visiting our website. That's www.moneyful.com. Uh, 
M-O-N-E-Y-F-U-L.com. M-O-N-E-Y-F-U-L.com. Or they can send an email to me, ggf at moneyful.com. G-G-F at M-O-N-E-Y-F-U-L dot com. All righty. So take note, friends. You, uh, you've you got an aide and a mentor right there beside you. It's We're coming on to the midpoint of our show. And so at this point, Geneva, uh, I think we're going to uh, take a couple of moments uh, from um, your, your wise words and uh, allow me to introduce the company that makes, by whose good graces we're here today and who makes this show absolutely impossible. I mean, possible, I'm sorry. Uh, the firm is Prometheus Publishing. That's cr- the creator of Bart's book's Ultimate Business Guides. And if you, for instance, if you liked the, that quotation that you heard today, the, uh, the, um, the, the, fun, the funny business quip, you can go to www.bartsbooks.com. B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And you can sign up to have a little wit and laughter brought into your life for free every week. You, uh, If you need better business tools in your life, you can also visit bartsbooks.com. And finally, if you are an authority in your field and you feel you want to be recognized as that, why not call us about creating a book or contributing to a book in progress, much the way Genevia has done with both the art of the CEO and behind every successful woman as herself. This is the kind of thing that can set you up as an authority in your field, and the ROI on that is exquisite. So again, I invite you to uh, visit www.bartsbooks.com and find out what Prometheus Publishing has to offer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us return to our very talented and very experienced guest from Durham, North Carolina, president of Fulbright and Fulbright, author and multiple corporate board member, Miss Genevia G. Fulbright. Genevia, uh, you are the ultimate networker, and I know we talked about that before. Uh, how? But uh, So you get this board together, and each one has their network. How can a CEO, uh, how can a leader play off of that network what uh, what how I mean he, he, he sees the resources how can he work with their network how does he prod them to bring their networks in to, to help the team well first of all the CEO is probably involved in a number of organizations um, and no, no, volunteer no. organizations and um, you know other ones that the, the corporation is is Leading, and I would suggest you know several several different organizations that that would probably be um, you know of interest to a CEO. For example, National Association of Corporate Directors. It's an educational right. organization, and it helps you run your organization better, um, network and find potential board directors. Um, you know, there are uh-huh. a number of other organizations as well. That, I think and that, by the way, the website helpful. there, may I add, excuse me, Geneva, that's uh, mm-hmm. www.nacdonline.com. So, go ahead. Dot org. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Dot org, yes. I, yep. See that? I need I need this woman here to correct me. It's uh, my, my wife says I need somebody to correct me all the time. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that, that's... Uh, such such is life. She's the one who sharpens all the stumps on our property, so I can't sit down. So uh, she makes sure I keep working. Anyway, 
and if if you're looking for diverse um, directors, I would say also uh, the Director Diversity Initiative. Um, that's one that they oh, have at the okay. UNC School of Law, for example. Um, and that's oh, okay. at um, HTTPS DDI.law.unc.edu. There's another 2020 Women on Boards. That's www.2020. Okay. 2020. WOB.com, and Catalyst is another one that's um, very popular. Oh, they're an excellent outfit. They they really are. Now, I might add that Catalyst is not only for a a place where one can find good potential board members, but it's a place for any working woman to come and get advice and counsel and meet other good people. So good for you for bringing that up. That's an excellent outfit. And, Wonderful organization. I was, uh, well, I was, yeah, oh, there's not. And may I say, just uh, in terms of joining organizations, uh, the old uh, saying is, if you're uh, an executive, join the uh, join the association, uh, or at least just visit and attend the one that your boss or CEO is uh, is attending. And to CEOs, find out what organizations your boards are attending. And make an appearance. Find out what it's like. It's a nice way, a nice neutral setting to meet your board member. Um, Geneva, I was talking to uh, Mark Paulson the other day. Now, he's the head of Estee Lauder's Global Development. Um, and he was saying, very much what you've implied, all right, that uh, eight engineers with Harvard MBAs, it doesn't much matter if... Uh, you, you've got a, split, a spread of Indian, white, wealthy, elite, Minnesota Christian, and um, black Muslim. It, it, it doesn't matter because they've all been trained in this in this uh, educational mindset. And when that happens, it doesn't matter what their experience. It all goes in right out the window. So if I'm looking for diversity, am, am I? Should I be a little scared of having uh, everyone who's going to well, maybe not the same schools, but the same degrees. I mean, uh, or not? Should I? I mean, I want to be a little wary of that, right? Well, I guess it depends on what um, skill sets are missing from your board, and I think it's just mm, very, very important to look at what's already around the table, what skill sets are missing, where are there gaps, um, and as you do your annual assessment, you determine, and you start to look at, um, you know, articles. Um, in other ways in which you, you, you hear about, you know, potential candidates um, through networks as well. Right, right. You kind of see what, what wonderful things, you know, so many people are doing that maybe, you know, it mirrors a conversation. And, you know, although yeah. the nominations yeah, right. committee um, is responsible for, you know, submitting, you know, they could get nominations for anyone. Even, you know, the CEO can no longer just, you know, add people to the board but you know if if that person's met someone along the way and um you know attempt to not put a lot of influence of course and you know that 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 may be an opportunity um for them to to consider some other potential candidates and it just makes for good board um conversations that you know that one or two um members that that ask those 
you know, those those off the wall questions sometimes that that you know you you, you can when, when they're not you know when they're not all engineers or not all CPAs. We have you know a number of CPAs on our our bank board. Of course, we needed you know course, well, yeah. financially competent and literate individuals. So when you have that other you know more creative person that's just asking that question, you go, you know, we never thought of it that way, and then you turn it inside out, and, yeah. and that, you know that brings and adds think, more think, to yeah the board you know, your idea of perspective that's the thing people yeah. will bring in a different perspective based on their experience and that's the richness of diversity that's what we're looking for here so much and because uh, again uh, we need this innovative flow of ideas that comes from everywhere um, but I'll, there is one thing and I, I, I can't uh, go through the show without bringing this up we all know that the corporate veil has been pierced with SARS, uh, and that, that individual board members are not uh, protected entirely from the uh, indemnified against um, certain certain actions taken by the corporation. They're, they're give, they've been given increased uh, responsibility with Sarbanes-Oxley and so forth, and um, so. Answer me this: Do if I'm thinking about going to a board and I'm invited and I have the talent and so forth, is, is this something I really need to be worried about that I could be held responsible for the company's actions? Do I have to worry about that? Really? I mean, you, you from a you're a practical woman. You've served on boards. Is this a big worry or not? Uh, I'll just say this: I've decided uh, several boards that I was invited to consider, I chose to not join. Because one, uh-huh. you want to look at the ethics of the individuals on the board. You you really want to do your research when you're invited to a board. You want to see who's currently I serving. Oh. You want to see who their external CPAs, their general counsel. Um, you want to know you know the reputation of the CEO because you know I don't look good in orange jumpsuit. I don't know about yourself, but <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to spend any time no. in orange jumpsuit. Oh so. yes. It's, it's and those, and those six by nine rooms get so cramped with three other people. <laughs> and you know, yes. honestly, though, All right. you really I, I, I understand. Really appreciate that up. Yeah, you want to understand who's currently serving, um, and if are you comfortable? One, especially with their ethics and their decision making, and um, uh-huh. you know, make sure that you review and you know, just Google that's. Google, Spokio, yeah. and all these other sources that are out there that you can check check people out and and you know you should certainly do that before you say yes. Okay, thank you very much for bringing that up. And one more thing, well, a couple more things. Anyway, uh, today the average CEO of a Fortune 500 company is 55 years of age. He also, and then he and she also are. Uh, slightly over six feet tall, but that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, ten years, uh, that, but that age 55 makes them ten years younger than the average board, mem- board member. Now, it, that, that ten years, that's in, in the world of business experience, that's different generations. Have you, do, do you feel, uh, you know, you, you've been on board, of course, you're just such a young chicken, uh, that you, uh, but but do you feel that there's a do you see a sort of an, an, a generational or age tension sometimes between CEO and boards? I'm just curious. 
Um, you know, I think sometimes there may be, it depends on the particular board. For example, there are a lot of, of these new upstarts that, you know, are, are growing rapidly. And, of course, you know, there may be 20, 20 years different, so certainly different generations per se. But yeah, I, I think that what's key is, you know, making sure that, you know, you have, you know, diverse members around your board um, who have different experiences that you work to come together as a team, and that's really, you know, what you're looking at when you're the, you know, board chair um, and when you're right, the, the CEO right. of an organization. You want to make sure that, you know, you have a, a strong, if you're not the, both the chair and the CEO, um, then and you're just the CEO, you want to make sure that you have a strong leader that's the right. I see you know, chairman you mean, of the yes. board right. who can, you know, right. help bring, who could you know, bring calm and some, yeah, pull it together. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes there are arguments in in the boardroom. You know, oh, and that's, yeah. that's that's normal and common, and and there should be because okay. if if you have groupthink going on in your boardroom, you're you're not doing a, a good service for your shareholders, nor the employees, nor the company. Because then you're not. I hope everyone thinking. hears that because that's yeah. an excellent wrap-up line. That if you're doing groupthink, if you're all following a line and everyone agrees and everyone nods, you're not doing it right. You have to get the divert board. So, uh, Genevia, this has been wonderful. I thank you so much for coming, uh, and uh, we I've learned a lot, and uh, you've helped so many of the readers out there, I th- uh, listeners. I thank you so much. I'm just going to uh, give a couple of uh, say a couple of endings, and off we go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today's, uh, as I told you, we have a business quotation. So here it is, uh, and it is it is the job of the CEO to face reality. Somebody has to do it. Who said that? I think it's a nice one. And finally, as a parting shot, uh, in the words of my wife's husband, when writing others, make your suggestions pithy and short and make your thank you notes long. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a privilege. I thank you. Good afternoon.